podcasting from Ealing, London. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Matt Muller. And this is the Startup Lab podcast, season one. Episode two. Okay, this week we said that we are going to discuss a little bit about the tools that you use in the Startup Lab program, mostly because uh, these are all tools that we have been using in our professional uh, experience for a few years now. And uh, we think that it might be useful and interesting for whoever is uh, running a company, starting a business, to know a little bit more about these tools, which, by the way, we did not invent, we selected. So why do we even have to use tools in this process? The value of the tools, I think, are about the recognizing the fact that you're doing something difficult in starting a business. Um, we use strategy tools because it's really important to know first of all, where we are, but also where we want to go. Having a really clear idea of your destination is very important. We use value proposition design tools because in general, whether you're building a product or or some kind of software as a service, it's really vital that you know who wants this and fundamentally in, in your business, who's going to pay for it and why. And lastly, we use impact mapping tools because in a startup situation, you always have less resources than you would like and certainly less that are required to do everything you want to do. So you really need to be able to focus down on delivering things that will deliver impact for your business. Okay, so let's try to share a few more details about uh, what these tools are and uh, where they can be found and uh, why it makes sense to use them. Starting from strategy, which is the first phase of the program that you managed, uh, which tools did you use? So the principal tool I use is something called Strategy on a Page, uh, which comes from uh, Derry Llewellyn Davis, who is a a strategy consultant to SMEs himself. What Strategy on a Page preaches really is getting something onto a page. So having um, a written description of what your strategy is, combining a whole different range of elements. But it's principally about ensuring that you have a clear sense of the vision, where you're going, and your purpose why you're trying to get there so a lot of the process that we did um, in the first day was really teasing out where does this team want to go why are they on this journey and and are they on the journey that they think they're on and are they up for that journey because we know that startups are difficult Um, average time to exit is something like uh, five to seven years five years Pursuing a business is a long time, so really ensuring that you're on the right mission, that you understand where you're going, and that you have a tool for orienting yourself. So if we think of, I mean, I think a mapping theme will come up through this podcast. The strategy is really about understanding the landscape of where you're trying to go. And so what we try to do is understand what that means to this business and what that's going to require. And at a later date, we actually start to turn that numerical. So we start to look at what are concrete numbers that tell you the business is executing its strategy and what are the the specific things it's going to do to achieve those. And you try to become very hypothesis-driven around understanding that you need to keep sort of sampling the data over and over to say, are we going in the right direction? Are we going in the right direction? Are we going in the right direction? And that over time, by being very conscious and aware of where you're going and how you're getting there, that that helps you to, to really focus on going in the right direction. I think what was interesting of that part of the process, even before getting to the 
numbers was uh, that it's almost a mindfulness activity for the founders. Mm. They actually had to answer some hard questions that uh, they might not have been considering or might have forgotten about because they were just swept up by you know all the many many different little things that you need to do so going back to the fundamentals why are you doing this what are you expecting to get out of this it's actually you could see that uh, helped redefining the way the founders were thinking about their their own company absolutely one of the challenges in a small business because there's so few of you to do anything is it's really easy to become very tactical very focused on what you're doing today and and the problems kind of mount up as you're going so it's easy to forget why are we doing this where did we actually want to go and you make choices that don't necessarily i mean they might seem good at the time and then take you to other places and you really have to have some way of reorienting yourself to well actually we were trying to get here we're not going there and what a good strategy does is help you understand are we going where we want to be going and so you should be putting some time on a regular basis into just going is this working and after the strategy part we move to value proposition design as a process Uh, so do you want to tell us something about value proposition design yeah, we use Osterwalder's value proposition design process that grew out of his work with the business model canvas, uh, and in particular, the customer segment and value proposition parts of the canvas really are very key. The, the essence of this is, do you understand somebody in terms of what's really important for them to do, so what their kind of objectives are, and what causes them pain? And if you don't understand those things, it's really hard to offer them any kind of solution that they're going to want. And you see this all the time with um, products where they don't quite hit the mark. What the value proposition design process does is really drill very deeply into what do you understand about the customer? And there's two aspects to this. The first is what you actually understand about them. And the second is the assumptions you've made where you actually understand things that are wrong, but you don't see them. And either of those, a weakness in either of those two areas, either you you just don't know anything deeply enough about that customer, or you actually have an assumption that blinds you to the real needs or the real pains for that customer will lead you to a weak value proposition. And if you don't look at a product and go, this solves something that I absolutely need solved, wow, this takes away a pain that is really affecting me, you don't buy. So what value proposition design does is say, let's focus on understanding something very deeply about the customer and design products and services to really address the fundamentally valuable things that we know. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the interesting aspects is that uh, at the end of the strategy on the page and value proposition design sessions, we ended up with a list of uh, goals of uh, smart goals that uh, that uh, we use as a basis for the impact mapping process. Can you remind us what smart means? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. So uh, smart goals are specific. Uh, that means you really have to know what, what it is you're trying to do. They're measurable, so you know have you achieved it or not. They're action-oriented, um, so they're about doing things. They're realistic, so you're not trying to tackle more than you can, and they're time-bound. Um, We might also add that they should be energizing. 
um, you should really want to achieve them and that they should be rewarding that you get something out of it. So we kind of like smarter goals. Impact maps are a tool for strategic planning that have been developed by Goiko Ajic. And uh, they are very effective uh, in preventing organization getting lost in the process. Impact maps are built using mind mapping tools. We use a, a very good online tool called MindMap, spelled mind M-U-P. And the process leads through the design of a structured mind map. So a system where instead of uh, connecting random bubbles all over the place, which is usually very rewarding for whoever is doing the mind map, but for pretty much nobody else. Uh, in this case, uh, we create a map where we give a meaning to the relative position of uh, objects on the map. So we start from the center of the map. We start for a, from a why, a goal. Why are we trying to do something? Uh, which means we want to achieve a certain result in a certain time. Then we move to the out, outer level, which are the who's. Who are the actors, the people and the organization that are going to have some sort of impact on what we're trying to achieve. Then we move to the hows, how these actors will need to change their behavior in order to help us reaching this uh, goal. And ultimately we have the what's, which are the deliverables, the features, the thing that need to be done. Now, I think that input maps are very effective, uh, especially coming from uh, a tradition of uh, using user stories uh, in interaction design. Uh, we have been user, using user stories for a long time and uh, you know, filling rooms and rooms of sticky notes with uh, little stories that say, I as a user want to do this and I need that. And uh, the problem with user stories is it's very, very hard to keep them organized. It's very, very hard to have a discipline. With input maps, you essentially have user stories because each branch of the input map is a little story. I, as a who, want to do a how in order to achieve a why, and I need a what. But uh, they're all connected, and they are clearly displayed on, uh, on a map that, uh, as we were discussing, actually, to me, also, it has a geographical value. I can actually remember where areas on the map are. But most of all, are very, very good to lead and manage the ongoing conversation about the software design, the design of the, of the product. The fact that you create an impact map with uh, the founders and all the members of the team in the room is very helpful because you get the long conversation. But it's also very effective moving forward because uh, when you have a developer maybe in some other faraway country implementing a little feature, the fact that he or she can actually look back at the map and understand why this is being done is incredibly effective in keeping things together and in, man in managing the complexity. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's really interesting that if you think about all three of these tools, they're fundamentally, I mean, it's interesting that we call what we do a startup lab and that we are embedding the design principle into building companies. And part of the design principle is acknowledging that what you know is largely a hypothesis. And I think it's interesting that the three tools that we've got are essentially from different angles about hypotheses. The strategy is, I want to be here 
what do I think will get me here? And as you go, you measure and say, am I getting there? The value proposition design tool is essentially about what do I think I understand about a customer that would a product would support and, and then being able to test, does it? And then the impact map is really what do I th- what impacts do I think will lead me to these goals? And again, as you develop something and you look and you see, is it working, is it not, you can shift your focus. So they're all really about embedding hypothesis into how you build and design software. Because as we said at the beginning, and you've got to remember this, uh, whether you like it or not, you are a software company. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we can wrap this up for today. Well, just to say that we'll put into the show notes for the episode a link to the resources for each of the three tools. That was exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening and uh, hopefully talk to you next week. Bye.